0: This is The Ball Bag
1: Unzipped. Today on The Ball Bag, is Croquet gay? I sure hope so, because that shit's flaming. Also, we got Kyle Larson and why he said the word <laughs> on NASCAR. But up now, we're taking an in-depth look at the 2020 Polcat Classic. And later, we got Jesse Ebright and his band of retards. This is The Ball Bag Unzipped with Harry Johnson and
2: Bob Lewis.
1: All right, welcome to the Ball Bag Unzipped. I am Harry Johnson sitting here with Bob Lewis. Bob Lewis. We're in the studio today. We're here to talk about something coming up again, the annual Polecat Classic. That's
2: right. June 6th, first Saturday in June every year, The Polecat
1: Classic is making its return at Wingfoot State Park. You know, we make it a point to say that it's coming the first Saturday of June because this year it might not be.
2: Uh, Coronavirus, the hot topic that everyone's talking about Uh, with the state laws in Ohio. We don't know if the Polecat's going to make that return on the first Saturday in June there.
1: It's all up to Governor Mike DeWine. You know, they say bleach kills coronavirus, but can the Polecat Classic also kill it?
2: You bet your sweet ass it can. We have a couple newcomers on the scene this year, uh, which is sure to kill the coronavirus. Uh, Eric Blades, longtime supporter of the Polecat. Um, He doesn't know if he's going to be making his appearance in the 2020 Polecat, uh, but I sure hope he does.
1: You know, I heard he even paid his fee up front. Not knowing. I mean, that wh- talk about something good for the cause, because, I mean, this year, they've really changed things over at the Polecat. They've done something really uh, good for the community. They're going to donate, I heard. Yeah, they're,
2: they're donating, I believe, uh, about 5% of all entry fees, plus anything that is made on the apparel that they've been selling.
1: You know, that sounds good. I mean, I'm glad that money's not going to uh, inner-city school kids who would spend it on shoes, you know? I, I I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Now let's get back to some newer names. We got Josh Cuss. Am I saying that correctly? That is correct. Josh Cuss. Now let, let's go over him. I, I haven't, I'm not aware of that man. I, I'm not aware of him, <laughs> uh, uh, Craig.
2: Yes. So Josh Cuss. Uh, he is my girlfriend's cousin's oh, boyfriend. Your long stretch. But we'll call him, call, call him Josh. How about that? How, that sounds.
1: You know, that sounds good to me. Uh,
2: uh, so Josh, he has been in the, uh, the disc golf game for a while, He
1: has,
2: but he hasn't played in quite some time. So he he, he's getting back into it. Oh. Um, and, and he's definitely looking to make his appearance at the 2020 polecat.
1: You know, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see what kind of shoes and pants he's going to wear.
2: I'm very excited for that. Um, I actually heard at the Polcat this year, they're going to be having outfit Cams. Outfit cams—they're <laughs> going to be paying close attention to what everyone's wearing.
1: Now, is that something that attaches to your zipper? No, not quite. Um, it's going to be like a photographer, but specifically for the outfits. Well, that's that's interesting. I was hoping for more of a toilet camera vibe, but you know, up next we got Ross Reeves. Am I am I saying that right? Reeves? Am I? Yeah, right? he's
2: actually the son of the uh, of the couple who owns Reeves Cake Shop down in Akron.
1: Now, I've never heard of that. Is that like an erotic
2: bakery? Now, what exactly do you classify as an erotic bakery? Someone
1: who does full nude cakes. No, not quite. Well, that's disappointing because Father's Day is coming up. Now let's go to our next contestant here, Roy Keith. Yeah, Roy Keith, he
2: is a pilot, believe it or not. So uh, hopefully his background in aeronautics helps him soar into a podium spot this year. I just hope
1: he doesn't take a nose dive in the rankings.
2: Yeah, he's actually projected to become uh, either the ninth or the 11th place winner this year. Well, let's just hope he pulls off a 9-11 today. I sure hope so. Uh, last but not least, we have Chad Kepler. Tell me a little bit about him. You know, I don't even know who Chad Kepler is. I would like a little insight on that. Well, I'll tell you one thing, he's tall, He's bald, and from nine to five, you can get your cable installed.
1: Is that correct? He works
2: nine to five.
1: He's working nine to five? Working nine
2: to five.
1: Like the boss? I
2: am telling you, he is working nine to
1: five. Damn, that's impressive. But tell me, has he had any experience on the field? Well, one thing's for sure. He said he is
2: not even trying out disc golf until the day of the polecat really yes he is looking to take after former competitor Bruce George's strategy uh Bruce in the 2019 polecat decided not to play any disc golf until the day of the polecat
1: that's impressive Uh, an athlete like Bruce Jenner you really gotta take pride in that I don't think he's gonna come close to Bruce Jenner well that's
2: actually saying something here Harry uh Bruce Jenner actually finished last in the
1: 2019 polecat that's Impressive. I mean, to pull off a feat of such disappointment in the eyes of your peers and fellow players, really, let's just go ahead and give them the ball bag round of applause.
2: Now, speaking of past winners, uh, let's talk about projections for the 2020 Polecat. Um So 2018 saw Corey Moffitt in first place. Uh, in 2019, Corey
1: Moffat did not play. I heard he was out getting his bird sucked. That's I'm not what, sure what that meant, though. That
2: that is exactly what I heard too. Um, he is making his return in 2020. How do you think he'll do?
1: You know, I, I have to say I'm looking forward to his performance. That that is also a man who hasn't played in a long time. The only time recently he's picked up a disc seemed to be for the photo shoot.
2: Yeah, it's it, it quite a shame, um, especially after that 2018 winning. Uh, everything
1: just seems to be downhill. Now, the, the conspiracy theory behind this is that whoever was the, the second place winner of the, the Polecat ends up being the next first place winner.
2: Exactly. It's just like the Madden curse, Harry. Uh, anyone who wins second place in the previous year of Polecat, we see them take on the first place spot in the following year. Uh, 2018 saw Kevin Kemry in second place. Fast forward year 2019, he did take the first place spot. I heard he beat out Zach Butler. Uh, That is also what I heard. Zach Butler did take second place. Uh, If everything follows suit, Zach Butler may have the first place prize already in his possession. Well, he
1: deserves it. I mean, look at how the trends go. I mean, last year we did see a third place tie yeah and that was a polecat first that was a polecat first which Uh, also resulted in two different awards yeah so we saw aj uh
2: that was his first podium uh and then we saw trenton who was actually the rookie of the year last year uh killer performance in his rookie year Uh, They both tied for third, uh, split the trophy. Trenton, being the kind guy he is, he gave the third place trophy to AJ since he was already taking home that rookie of the year. That's a touching story. It very much is so. Uh, Speaking of awards,
1: Mr. Kyle Holland showed up at the 2019 cat, didn't he? That was in dramatic fashion. I remember reading the first report that came out in ESPN Magazine that said that man was sitting in a car in the trunk!
2: 45 minutes he was in the trunk.
1: 45? 45. 45 minutes. Yes. In well, a Hawaiian shirt. No, mind you. That man was pulled from the rear of the car by his ankles to everyone's surprise.
2: Now, that 45 minutes in the trunk did play a tough part in Kyle's game. He did come in eighth place last year.
1: He came in eighth place, but he didn't leave empty-handed. He no, did he sure not. home the Lumberjack Award. Look at it as a blessing or a curse. You do win the Lumberjack Award for hitting the most trees during your round. Now, last year, that was the first
2: time the Lumberjack Award was introduced. Uh, Now, 2020, uh, the Lumberjack Award is expected to make a reappearance. Should someone tank to get the Lumberjack Award?
1: You know, I, I was thinking that too. I mean, if someone is purposely tanking, they should be disqualified. That's just an insult to the Polecat Classic Committee, who puts this on every year.
2: I couldn't agree anymore. There are
1: rumors of spaghetti being brought to the event. Would you like to shed light on these rumors?
2: Now, that's a rumor that I have heard. I cannot confirm or deny that. Um, I don't have too much. Uh, That report just broke this morning.
1: Yes, but due to terrorism, cost of spaghetti has skyrocketed, so we're doubtful to see it on the field. Speaking of spaghetti,
2: his hands are definitely not sweaty. Josh Hinkle, 2018, we saw Josh take third place in the Polcat Classic uh, come 2019. He took fourth.
1: Uh, what do you think
2: Josh is going to do this year?
1: You know, I have heard rumors that he's been hitting the links hard and he's coming up with good results. He's coming up with some scores that rival first place and second place of last year. So I, I'd like to say I'm going to see some very impressive things. Hopefully, he takes home the second place trophy uh, or even a first, because that kid deserves it.
2: Now, now what's most impressive, 2018, Josh actually played the whole polecat in dress shoes.
1: That was impressive. I mean, that alone should have upped his score or down his score, if you will, but at least upped him in the rankings. Uh, that man had to have lost a toe. I mean, good Lord, man. Yeah. I mean, did he have socks? To- 2019 he retired the tap shoes
2: and he took fourth
1: i mean next year he might he might as well play in loafers again i mean goddamn the man should at least wear some nice khakis too i mean at this point the man should play in a tuxedo and i have no doubt in my mind he'd win
2: i guarantee someone's going to be playing in a tuxedo this year all i know it's not going to be me bob lewis
1: now, let's, let's talk about some heartbreaks over the years. Now, there has been a player who's definitely taken it to the chin two years in a row. I'm talking about Mr. Austin Good. Now, the first year, on the third hole, the man shattered his wrist like an animal.
2: It sounded like a fucking gunshot.
1: Birds flew from the trees. I mean, I- spectators looked around. It was like the Kennedy assassination all over again.
2: I, I, it, was, it, it was heartbreaking to see it. Um, he did make a full recovery. Yeah, He did show up at the 2019 Polecat. Uh, but it was that third hole, once again, that cost him the match. Um, looking at the box scores, uh, Austin finished in 73 strokes last year, um, taking
1: seven strokes to get hole three done. Um, That'll set you back. You hate to see it because that's how you lose the polecat class, Classic, unfortunately. It sure is. You don't want to end up like that guy. Now, as far as awards go, are we looking to see anything new, innovative, or possibly secret awards like last year's?
2: Now, rumor has it uh, secret awards have gone by the wayside. This year, they're actually gonna bust out a new system Uh, Similar to Fantasy Football, but it'll be Fantasy Polecat.
1: Oh, that'll be interesting. Are there going to be prizes involved? Of course, there's always prizes involved at the Polecat Classic. That's damn well true. I'm excited to hear about that, but I'm sure they're working on the rules as it goes on. I'd assume so. I'd assume so, too. Um, But
2: what I do know is after the Polecats, um, at the awards ceremony, they're actually hosting a Beersby tournament. Are you familiar with Beersby? I am not. Okay, Uh, similar to a backyard game like Cornhole. Cornhole? Yeah, and it's going to be on two poles Poles. that are about 30 to 40 feet apart. There's going to be a beer bottle on top of them, and then you throw a frisbee to knock the opponent's beer bottle down.
1: You know, that sounds interesting. It sounds simple in theory, but I am sure it is not in practicality.
2: Quite the challenge, actually.
1: Now, is this a weighted disc, or are they using the same discs that they use on the field? Oh, uh, completely different. It's just going to be a regular
2: old backyard Frisbee.
1: Oh, okay. So, n- is it going to be painful? You never know. You never know. I mean, at the Paul Cat Classic, you might just one day wake up and shatter your wrist. Now, moving on, let's go over your predictions for the winner. Now, are you predicting an order at all on the top of your mind?
2: Here, I'll give you a top three. Okay. Top three. Um, I actually see going with the polecat, quote-unquote, curse, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Zach Butler, I think he was going to take the number one spot. Okay. Uh, Coming in second place, I do think Josh Hinkle, if he shows up in a full tuxedo, he will take second. Oh, easily. Uh, Third place, taking a bold prediction on this one, uh, I am going to actually say Kyle Holland.
1: Kyle Holland now third wow, place. I really? think he's going to beat out from Kevin Hemery to third. Now yes. that
2: is a Cinderella story. Um, I no, he just recently made a move from Texas to Ohio. Money move back on his home turf. Okay, he won't have to suffer from jet lag. He will not. I think he's going to do very well.
1: I I hope so. I I do have to say the jet like probably did play a role in him taking home the lumberjack.
2: No doubt about that.
1: And the fact that on the last hole, he threw it into a down tree at least six times, that'll do it for anybody. I couldn't agree anymore. Um, How about you? Do you have a top three? I do have a top three. I definitely think if I had to rank first through third, I'd say my first prediction is Josh. I do believe Josh has been making some progress on the field that no one else has had the time for, or no one else has had made the time for. Now, Josh Hinkle? Josh Hinkle.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Josh Hinkle. I definitely think he's going to take home first place. Okay. Second place, I see Kevin Kemry taking home second place again. Kevin! Talk about a consistent player. He is a consistent player when we go out. He has this weird move or he will throw it kind of backhand. So you've played with Kevin. I have played with Kevin. But not on a professional level. Okay. I've only been there to kind of just pick up some pointers from the man. Gotcha. The man knows his stuff. Now, he's lost a few discs over the years, and that has set him back a little bit mentally, but I definitely think he's going to be taking home second place for sure.
2: Okay, so we have Josh followed
1: by Kevin. Who's third? Now, third, that's that's a toss-up. I mean, last year, Trenton and AJ really battled it out for third place. I mean, if we're going to keep the same trend going, I think it it, it might be one of them – but I definitely think that Austin Good's going to be making a comeback. I think if he can get past that third hole, he had a huge shot at taking home a, a position of first or third. I definitely think it, it might I, if I honestly say, I had to say Austin, Trenton, and then A.J. A.J. does have a cannon, but Trenton is consistently better. I completely agree. Thomas Keller, on the other hand, I, I definitely think he's a sleeper. I definitely think we're going to see something from him this year. As a man who's kind of taken the back seat to a lot of other players recently, he has been out and about more, and I definitely think he's getting more experience, more comfortable in this environment, and I definitely think we're going to see more from him. Now, I I, I totally agree
2: with that. Uh, Thomas uh, has finished in, I think, the bottom half
1: in the the last two years. He has, but that should not set him back. That should not be a discouragement. That should be a motivator.
2: No, I I completely agree. Um, Looking at the newcomers, We have Josh Cuss, Roy Keith, Eric Blades, Ross Reeves, and Chad Kepler. Um, Out of those, who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year? You know, that's going to be really hard.
1: I have personally seen some of these players play, and I haven't seen the others. Uh, I did see Roy one year when he was back at an event out in Las Vegas. We were out there. We were having drinks. We were having mimosas by the pool. We did see Roy there with some paparazzi, you know, taking photos. He was flexing on them, and he did – Get a couple aces in that round. So I definitely think we're going to see a lot from Roy. Being a pilot it is, he knows a lot about, you know, speed, di- air dynamics, stuff exactly. like that. I, I definitely see he's going to be able to manipulate that disc to his advantage. Now,
2: personally, I think rookie of the year might have to be Ross Reeves. Ross Reeves. Elaborate, please. I, I have never met the man. So he he came from humble beginnings. Okay. Parents own a cake shop.
1: Erotic. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, not erotic.
2: Not erotic.
1: non erotic. Don't let that fool you, though. Okay, I mean, that. I, honestly, I see that as a setback for me to to root for the kid. But, hey, uh, that's sad. I'm, so, I'm sorry he doesn't have an erotic bakery. That That's his parents' fault, not his. So, please, Mr. Reeves, don't let that set you back. Let it be a motivator that any white kid in the United States of America uh, can open his own erotic bakery. The fact that his parents... What do, okay, I, I'm moving on. I, I will get way too up into this. All right,
2: yeah, moving on. Um, Ross Reeves, my pick. But if we're looking at the other rookies this year, uh, we do have Chad Kepler. He's not stepping on the field till the day of the polecat. That may not play in his favor, um, but you never know. Is he going to be wearing a suit? I sure hope so. I mean, his name is Chad in the suit Kepler. That is his nickname, correct? That is his nickname. Um, he also goes by Tall and Bald. Tall and Bald, yeah. Um, Nine to five. You can get your cable installed. Yes. Okay. Um, and then also keeping it in the family, Josh Cuss. Um, now I've heard. Rumor has it he's been practicing with a semi-professional disc golfer.
1: Now, do we have a name to that semi-professional disc golfer?
2: Well, my thing is I didn't know there was semi-pros. I uh, did not either. I, I thought know, it was
1: all or nothing.
2: That, that's what I thought as well. I didn't think it was like baseball. Interesting. So, that may just be a rumor.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: Nevertheless, um, he has been practicing. Okay. I have seen him on the field.
1: Um, What's his performance like? Is he a go-getter? Is he a power driver? Is he a putter? He's been doing a lot of putting
2: recently. Okay. That's where you make or break. Exactly. He can turn, um, you know, poor drives into nice long putts that will put you right back at par.
1: You know, the thing about a drive, not to get off topic, but... You know, they always say your second shot is the most important shot. You take, let's say, Kyle Holland in the 2019 Polecat. Um, I believe it was hole five, I wanna say, where he just up and went, launched the disc into the parking lot, rolled into a pile of gravel. Now, the stands were just lost their shit. They were laughing, they were taunting him, but Kyle was not deterred by that he was more motivated and that second shot almost won him the hole for that
2: entire group. Now, what is crazy is since that moment in the 2019 polecat, people refer and are actually doing the Kyle Holland approach on all five. It
1: is a tried and true tested method. I mean, that, that is a legitimate way to get out of that tree line. That is a hard tree line to get, especially if you're out there throwing a hyzer and cannot throw left. A lot of people I see are throwing to the right more.
2: I, I completely agree. Uh, just as on hole 12, we see people taking the tennis court approach. Correct. We'll see how many people take the Kyle Holland approach on hole five this year.
1: I'm excited to see it. Uh, and rounding it out, we have the last rookie Eric blades. What do you think about Eric? Now I'm excited to see Eric blades in action. Talk about a man who really has been dedicated to the Polk cat classic from day one, but has not been able to participate due to other prior engagements. Now, no one holds him accountable for those. Um, well, not accountable, but no one holds it up against him that he hasn't been able to make it. So I, I'm excited. I hope he does get the play. I do hear that he did fund some of the Polecat Classics. So big shout out to Eric. That is definitely generous of him. For and sure. I, I hope he gets out there. That That's a man who could slice and dice and do karate like no other's business. So if he could take that disc and slice through the air and get a nice Kong Pao grip on that, maybe he'll just uh, wait Chung tonight and get an ace.
2: No, I completely agree. Um,. Now,
1: predictions for Lumberjack. Ooh, Lumberjack, that's a toss-up to me. I Honestly, I did not see it go into Kyle last year. I and know he either. hit a lot of trees, but I thought I saw more people hit other trees. Maybe I wasn't paying attention from the sidelines of the stands, but, i uh, you know, that's that's a toss-up to me. If I had a guess, and I don't want to have to say it might be a rookie, but they have a better shot at getting that than a seasoned player.
2: Completely Correct um and I no to
1: break boards Th-
2: that's exactly where I was going he with may that be going
1: for the wood he
2: he may not even see the basket to be completely honest
1: he may just want to just you know what what are those um fighters who go out in the woods and shatter their knees so the bones grow stronger so they can kickbox he might be like that he may be out there just attacking the trees like a goddamn man who attacks trees a lumberjack if you will of course. Um, Now, someone we haven't
2: really mentioned, Mr. Mark Sullivan. He actually participated in all Polecats from 2018 to present. Uh, 2019 actually saw Mark getting his tree stuck and completely lost in a tree. How do you think that's going to play out
1: for a Lumberjack Award? You know, I I have to say that's not going to help you in the Lumberjack Award. That is one tree that just took your disc. It could be your driver. Now you're driverless. I mean, you're going to have a hard time getting the Lumberjack award. You're going to have a hard time pulling out of that position. Uh, what place did he end up in? Um,
2: let's have a look here. Looking at the box scores. 2018, I don't see him in the top five.
1: Um, and I do show him tying for last in 2019. Okay. I, I have to say that's that might have been a big deterrent for him. I feel bad for the man. I have lost a disc in a tree before. I know many players have. Uh, professional players. Yes. Yes so i i have to say uh, not gonna help him with the lumberjack but it might help him climb a tree you know see some nature some birds if you will or maybe a nice squirrel exactly he'll get
2: a helicopter view of the whole course i'm sure it's beautiful he will um now let's talk about
1: tony i tony uh, i definitely see as a sleeper player as well that's a man who can't get out regularly enough to hit the links and get some practice in but goddamn he looks sexy as hell when he's out there playing for fun. He's always working. He's always working. So when it gets a nice break, I like to see him out there. I really enjoy that he joined the cause, you know, he definitely made some new friends in this. And I definitely think he's a player that everyone's happy to see return.
2: Certainly, I, I couldn't agree anymore. Um, hopefully Tony can make it out to a few more practices, get some more throws up. Um, but certainly he, he has just, just a shot as anyone else uh, to get a podium
1: spot. You know, in the Polecat Classic, last year they brought in a new player, and he was a little older than all the other players, but he left a mark on everybody's hearts. No other than... Bruce George. Yeah, Bruce Jenner came out last year, he was swinging, he brought his own discs that wasn't even a disc, I heard. I I did see the video, I saw some coverage of it, and it looked more just like a regular frisbee. I mean, how how does that pair up with someone using discs? I mean, is that an advantage, disadvantage? The man knew his way around the Frisbee, but from the first tee-off, he did not see it go his way. Well, I
2: I know that was his intentions. He wanted to use a Frisbee so darn bad, but he did opt for the disc golf discs. Um, That first tee-off that you mentioned, it went flying to the left because he just did not expect that
1: curve Uh, curve that you don't get from a regular frisbee that that is disappointing to see coming out of the gate because he's definitely fired up about it but he did keep that same energy level it was really good to have him out there i heard you know he was he was swinging for the guns he also might not have been the best at disc golf but he's a hell of a beersby champion and i'm i'm gonna see you know i'd say if he was coming back again he would definitely take first
2: now rumor has it you will not be able to make it this year to the polecat classic however if covid19 does put a dampering on the date of the Polcat. he will look to make a return um if it is not on that june 6th date you
1: know talking about beersby i if he was there he would destroy the competition that's his bait. it
2: it certainly is um it's been passed down from generations to generations and uh bruce george is is kind of the beloved uh quote-unquote god of Beersby.
1: Before Bruce Jenner, I had no clue what Bruce Beersby was even. So, I mean, it brought a lot of light to my love to my life, and I, I'm happy to see that the players are gonna be able to play it at the end of the event.
2: Yeah, and I'm certainly glad that uh, something that Bruce brought to the table is now being incorporated into the Polecat Classic.
1: And I definitely hear there's gonna be first place and second place prizes for those as well. That is very correct. Uh,
2: bouncing back to the Polecat Classic, over at wingfoot park wingfoot's been good to the polecat classic don't you think
1: it has it has definitely accommodated a lot of players over the years and during the polecat classic the other course players have definitely been able to let us or you know let the crew play
2: for sure um rumor has it this year the whole park is closed down for the polecat classic
1: that's gonna set some people back i mean they do have a thing you can play now in four man groups and if that keeps up, it might set the Polecat Classic a little off the rails.
2: We would hate to see that happen to the Polecat you Classic. You hate to see it. You sure hate to see it. Now what are some key factors in taking home the first
1: place prize at the Polecat Classic? Now the key factors you want to keep in mind is the course. The course plays like a bitch. So on the first hole, you definitely want to try your damnedest to get a two. If you get a two on hole one, you are looking at good results the rest of the, the game. There's no doubt about that. Um,
2: now, hole two, I mean back-to-back holes, hole two will completely fuck you
1: over. Hole two is a definite bitch hole. That, that hole really fucks your score up hard.
2: It sure does.
1: Um, I think it's, it's because it's set so far back. You have such a straight shot you have to pull off and then whip it to the left last second. That That's, it's almost as if you have to play with a putter.
2: Exactly. Um, that hole, if you can get a three, you're still going to fucking kill him. You're going to definitely get in the podium if you can get a three on that hole. Four, you're still doing great. Um, I know a lot of people get about a five on that hole that was just very really, difficult it
1: sets you back and then right after that you got an uphill battle through trees uh on what's called that you know the wrist buster hole you're gonna have to fight uphill to get to the basket now a lot of people have taken sixes i've seen a seven i i definitely see five is the average on that hole if you can go to the left of the trees a little bit get around the trees you have a better chance of going playing the tree line there you're gonna be free you're gonna have more open shots and move into the next hole, number four, it's a little intimidating right at first. You're gonna have to shoot through a gate line of trees that a lot of players sometimes just can't mentally get past. There's always one. There's always one. There's always one that doesn't make it, and I feel bad, but that second shot can turn the whole game around for him. You're not really have to worry about that hole as much as you do the others.
2: I completely agree. Um, If we do think about it, last year, Josh Hinkle came in fourth he was the one and only player not to make it through hole four. Which I was
1: surprised because he's consistently throwing straight shots.
2: Exactly. If he did not hit the trees, he may have tied AJ and Trenton that year.
1: He could have come back for third place again.
2: Hole five, uh, Kyle Holland approach, if you would like to give it a shot. You could definitely take the parking lot
1: as long as there's no cars. There might be a stretched limo, a dump truck, you know, ice cream truck. They park of shit in there. Five Hummers. But if you can get out and get out of them tree lines, you're going to be set.
2: Now, moving from the tree lines down to the lake.
1: Down to the lake.
2: Now, anyone who throws it, uh, what is it, overhand, not a problem. It's curving left. But anyone who throws it underhand, it's curving right.
1: It's going to be hard for you. If you cannot put a hyzer on this hole, you are going to have a bath. Especially if you're playing from the long tees. But as the Polecat has done in the past, they play the short teeth. This is a game that's supposed to be fun, competitive, and not supposed to stress you out. But more importantly, fun. Fun. If you're going for a swim, something's wrong with you. You might be picked up by the black fisherman who's always seemingly fishing out there when I'm playing.
2: Ah, you can never trust that guy. Don't
1: let him take you home and make you his bitch. Oh. Now, moving on to the next hole. Yeah, hole number seven. It's a little easier hole. little easier. Your hole. Yeah, we got a straight
2: shot with a slight curve. Uh, not much to talk about. Um, you might lo- hit a bush, but if you can get past the bush, that's your only obstacle. Uh, a lot of people in the past have gotten twos on this hole, which is fairly impressive. A lot of people have hit in the fence in the back as well. I know. That's. A, I mean, that's that's AJ, a long haul.
1: AJ definitely has a gun on him, and I, I definitely think he's going to be stri- going to be thriving on that hole.
2: Now, hole eight. Um, after you take a five-mile. High cup of hill, um, you actually throw off the hill through the gates. And now, a lot of people don't make it through the gates.
1: There's always one yet again who doesn't make it through the gate, but this time you're looking at about three on average who don't make it out.
2: Now, after you complete this hole eight, um, you head on over to hole nine, which is close to the parking lot. Uh, nothing special about that you're hole. You're
1: looking at a hard dog leg, and you're looking at a gate that you're not going to be able to get out if you are mentally boxed up from the last couple holes. Um, This hole requires you to go a hard right. Again, easier for the players who could throw it underhand, overhand. You're going to have a hard time. You're going to be going towards the the, the pavilion.
2: Exactly. It's very, very difficult. Um, If you can wrap it around the trees and get a good land, uh, you can finish the hole in about three to four strokes.
1: Now, number 10 is definitely a mind game more than it is challenging. You're going to have to shoot straight. For about 200 feet. Now, the mind game really
2: comes on how you did in the first nine holes. If you did poorly, everyone always likes to say, I'm more of a second nine hole kind of guy. Um, but that usually just isn't the case. Uh, hole 10, you got to make that straight away with the slight hook. Um, very difficult
1: I, I did see some video of some contestants you know kind of out there practicing I've seen the footage from what I've seen Austin good has been the only one who almost was in a position to get an ace on that hole and that happened a couple weeks ago when I was out scouting and I, I you know I saw that and I, that blew my mind I haven't seen that before so I'm excited to see how he's gonna handle that I'm excited how to see Josh Hinkle's gonna handle that as being the second best straight shooter
2: very true. I heard that same thing about Austin Good. I thought it was a rumor.
1: I, I heard he has a big dick. I mean, that might have come in play.
2: That's definitely not a rumor.
1: That's yeah, exactly.
2: Hole 11. We're looking uphill battle. Uh, nothing too too crazy. Um, you just kind of got to fight the hill. When you go for the putts, you cannot get a roll. If you get the roll, it goes all the way down the hill into hole 9 or hole 10. Excuse me. Um... You're looking Pretty at an extreme forward.
1: incline shot, one that's going to cost you two strokes. Exactly. exactly. Easily cost you two strokes. It'll now, make a on. three into a five. Exactly. Moving on, we're going to hit now. Um, you're going to have to, you might be able to play the tennis courts on this one. Yep. I've seen a lot of players shoot to the tennis courts to get out of the tree line. They don't want to play with the trees. They don't want to go around the trees. Because again, you're going to have to take a hard right. I heard,
2: I heard this is the Cory Moffat approach. This
1: is the Cory Moffat approach. Some say it's what got him first place. He says the trick to winning first place is definitely get threes consistent. Okay. That's kind of common sense. The motherfucker wasn't praised for his mental, mental game. More of his, you know, <laughs> his arm. His Black arm's got on Yeah. Yes. So if you're going to the tennis courts, mind you, you do have a fence to get over, and sometimes it's not consistent. You're going to get through the fence. Good luck with that. Ex- Moving on is hole the 13. next hole. That's
2: going to be a bitch. That one's a, a slight uphill battle. Um, you got to get over that initial hill to get a good drive off. Um, But then it's a slight right to get to the basket.
1: It is. The baskets are in the tree line, which makes it very tricky to try to get that in there without having to go look for your disc in the pine.
2: Overhand, you're going to struggle with the left-hand curve. Underhand, you'll be doing a lot better since your disc will curve into the basket, but also the tree line to watch out for that. Hole 14 is the big daddy big driver they call it the nut buster Roy Keith R&P your nuts Uh, last year Roy took a large nut shot from Austin Good on his follow through thank god it was Roy's nuts and
1: not a tree that would have definitely destroyed his hand yet again but you can definitely say that man is looking for some wood to hit wood indeed Uh, now that hole
2: 14 long drive Uh, they recently moved it back from 2018 to 2019 they did move it back so you do have to kind of cut the gap there and not hit those trees.
1: There is an alternative launching position as well. They call it the long. So I guess you could say there's a short, medium, and long. The long has not been something introduced in the polecat. I don't think they will, uh, because the medium is long enough.
2: I agree, uh, and I'm sure the pole agrees as well.
1: Now hole coming up 15. on the yeah hole 15, you have a slight bump in the road, and you're going to have to kind of go around that hill or up above the hill. Kyle Holland has been consistently horrible at this hole because he will hit the same stick over and over again, called the Kyle Holland Method. Now, the Kyle Holland Method will bounce your disc almost into the tree line, uh, rendering it useless. So watch out for that. You're going to have to go around or over, but you're going to have to go over very carefully.
2: Yeah, that tree line is very dangerous on that hole, so you want to watch out for that. Uh, after you do make it over that hill, you actually go down... It's a little uh, kind of hole in the forest there, uh, where the bu-
1: bucket is. Uh, moving on, next hole. It's kind of an uphill battle again. A little bit. It's got a little bit of everything going on. Definitely yep. better if you're a left-hand player. You're gonna have a better time getting up there. It is kind of a distance hole. Uh, with some trees thrown in the way. So if you're looking for a hard throw, nine times out of 10, you're going to hit a tree. So you're going to play this one more carefully than you would more powerful. Uh, definitely a lot of mid-range disc. Putters required for this hole if you can get out of the first tree. Last year, Tony, I believe, almost decimated his disc in half by hitting the tree <laughs> immediately off the launch disc. So if you can avoid that, you're in the clear. That's a typical Tony move. Now, Hole 17, sponsored by the one, the only, Dumpster, Dumpster thoughts. thoughts. That hole is a staple. Usually, it is full with dead animals. It is smelly as hell, and it is sponsored by the best podcast I have ever heard in my entire life. You know, shout out to Dumpsterthoughts.com because Dumpster they thoughts. definitely play a big role in funding the Polecat Classic. They are kind of more of a hidden, hidden, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm sponsor. Sponsor. Yes, more of a hidden sponsor. They don't want to be out there publicly. But they are definitely funding a lot of this. Yeah, so they usually do the catering. The catering is all oh, the delicious dumpster food. Amazing dumpster dive. Um, now that hole,
2: um, second to last hole there, that's uh, it's a straight shot. A it lot of a people get twos,
1: threes, almost guaranteed. Three's almost guaranteed. I have seen Kevin Kemry um, some, from some old video of him. Mm. He did make that hole in two shots. Wow. Uh, he teed off, had a horrible drive. Horrible drive. Um, he got, and he was still in the middle of the fairway, far back, and the second shot went right in. So, you know, you're gonna see a lot of miracles on that hole, but you're not gonna see a lot of smiles on the next one because number 18 is the make-or-break hole. It is filled, filled with clumps of
2: trees. You have to find one of the two lines to make it through that forest. Now, 2020, they actually cut down some of the trees, making a new line to get your disc through. You can take a hard right hand approach to go around all of the trees Um, after you get through the trees you have to make it up a hill Um, it's kind of a combination um, of a couple holes put together
1: it is definitely a hard hole to master Uh, not a hole that i particularly have seen a lot of people do well in it's definitely the hole that won kyle hall and the lumberjack award that we previously mentioned so i am excited to see uh, the make or break hole i mean last year zach butler missed out first place by one stroke That's easily one stroke caused by number 18. So you hate to see it. It definitely changes a lot of scores. A lot of people are going to cry on this hole. But, hey, at the end of the day, dumpster catering is going to come in. You're going to get a good meal. You're going to have fun. You're going to be tan. You know, it's going to be a good old time.
2: Exactly. Last year, they brought in a food truck, all-you-can-eat food truck. 2020, slightly different. We mentioned a little bit earlier about the spaghetti. That's a rumor. Definitely Um, a rumor. I mean,
1: everybody loves a piping hot spaghetti on a hot 90-degree day out in the woods. I mean, you can't beat that comfort. Level of comfort, you're gonna be eating a whole plate of spaghetti on the first hole. Second hole, you're gonna be eating a whole nother plate of spaghetti. So on and so forth. Meatballs, garlic bread, everything on the- MAMMA MIA! MAMMA MIA, I mean, good lord. Uh, That's a rumor, I'm not sure. Uh, We'll definitely have to play it by ear for that. But as we get more information, it will come out publicly. Other rumors, I have heard Burger King, the meal ticket, Ooh, meal Ticket is the gem of Springfield. I knew a former uh, former player of, uh, of other sports than disc golf. His name was Ryan Warner. Uh, he definitely said that the Meal Ticket was the gem of Springfield. That man should be dead now because no one who eats Meal Ticket should be alive. So I- I'm interested to see if Meal Ticket will come through. Hey, I sure hope so. Um, you know, we've talked about the players a lot. We've personally sat here, judged them not being in their shoes. So I say it's time we go to our phone interview with last year's first place winner, Kevin Kemry. All right, on the phone, we got Kevin Kemry, last year's first place winner. Kevin, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite
0: well. How are you doing today?
1: Good. You're on here with Harry Johnson and Bob Lewis. Bob Lewis. Uh, Oh, uh, Bob Lewis. I've heard of
0: him on the old television program. Was it The Price is Right?
1: uh, No, you're thinking of Bob Barker, and he died. So now moving on. Kevin, uh, how's it feel to be last year's first place champion?
0: Um, you know, it feels good. It stings sometimes when I uh, take a poop, but other than that, yeah, it's great. Well,
1: that's good. I mean, I definitely heard the polecat is hell on the whole. So, any pointers for any of the rookies this year coming in?
0: Um, you know, on a real note, don't give up. Uh, I almost gave up. I almost didn't even compete last year, but, uh... That is true. Yes, Zach talked me into it, or... Harry Johnson. I'm sorry. Harry Johnson talked me. Into I did it.
1: talk him into it, but Zach Butler did also play a role in that. Um, so Kevin, uh, definitely. Do you have any pointers for them?
0: Um, don't lose your discs. Um, that's that's huge. You, you want to make sure you um throw it towards the goal, uh, not away from.
1: That is that is hard to master. It is.
0: now Kevin? Yes, and I also want to do a quick point from uh, the first hole cat winner. He said his big piece of advice was don't shoot in more than three so that's
1: important master advice right there no you're referring
2: referring to Corey Moffat. is that correct yes completely correct okay uh now kevin i have a question for you uh from bob lewis over here um what is the x-factor hold what hold you need to do very well on in order to win the polecat
0: Ooh, it's got to be the hill hole. Uh, the, the Roy Keith nut hole, if you will. Um, you know, that's a very important hill. It's probably one of the longest distance. So if you got some power, it's definitely for the power bottoms or the power throwers. Um, and also, if you're Roy Keith, watch out because your nuts will get slammed.
1: That is true. And I definitely heard a story about how you had some heartbreak on that hole, uh, not during the Polecat Classic, but during training. Is that correct?
0: It's correct. Um, upon training for the polecat, I lost a disc and became very frustrated, and uh, I almost died.
1: He almost died, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That's impressive. Now, Kevin, you're you're regarded as the master of the water holes. Uh, how many times have you been physically in the water to get your disc?
0: Um, once, but I did lose three discs in total on that hole. Um, one, both, actually, yeah, two discs in one day. Believe it or not, that's
1: sad. Now, I believe it was your favorite disc, the Robin, which won you a lot of uh, championships in the past. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Uh, Sound off to Jonathan Belvin's mother, Liz, for getting me that disc.
1: Really? Another competitor's mother did? I mean, I did hear that he was not present at last year's Polecat Classic, but his mother did get you the disc?
0: Yes, she did.
1: Oh, that's very nice of her. Yes. So, Kevin, now... You've been around the block, and you're uh, participating this year, correct? Correct. Now, what, in your opinion, are you looking forward to the most out of the Polecat Classic?
0: I would say day drinking. Um, I was the only competitor last year to be drinking a boy and we've seen how that turned out. So if there is any serious competitor, I would highly avoid, advise them, excuse me, to take a Bud Ice or an Arnie Palmer and, uh, you know, enjoy the day
2: now kevin uh bob lewis again um now first right. year 2018 you came in second only to Corey moffitt Corey moffitt did not compete 2019 and you did take the first prize rumor has it Corey moffitt will be back on the field for the 2020 Polcat classic do you think you're gonna be able to overcome Corey moffitt in the 2020 Polcat classic
0: see very interesting uh question there mr lewis um The first year, I would attribute uh, Mr. Moffat to winning by throwing my arm out. Um, I was in the lead and then just completely gave up. I had the arm strength of a noodle. Um, Last year, he was my sexy um, bad boy. He obviously, you know, brought the heat. Every time that boy took a sip of some liquor, a button came off his button down. So, um, hopefully he comes with a non-polo style shirt this year. And, um, you know, uh, tell him to bring his heat. Obviously, if he doesn't get another arm tattoo, that's why I didn't compete much.
2: And, and one more question over here from Bob Lewis. Um, what are your thoughts on Roy Keith joining the Polecat Classic this year? You know, I can't remember
0: if he was the recipient or the giver of the uh, cock shot last year. Do, can either of you confirm that for he, me?
1: He definitely received that nut shot.
0: See, now I'm curious that that might have uh, ruined that whole. Uh, bless his arm. It's a far way of, away from his penis, but, you know, you never you never know. Um, I'm glad to have him, and uh, bring your best competition.
1: All right, I got a couple more here for you, Kevin. Now, if you had to place, with all the competitors that you've seen, played with, trained with, if you had to make a prediction for the uh, order of victories coming up on the 2020 Polecat Classic, how would you rank them?
0: Well, you know, uh, I would definitely have to give that to Zach Butler and Austin Good. Um, they are very strong every year. Um, that is unless Austin Good becomes paralyzed on the third hole up that tree um, shot. You know, we, we all know about that one. That uh, that
1: before. did ruin his career.
0: Yes, it's broken
1: still, I've heard. Is that true? I have not heard that rumor. I, I definitely have heard that rumor. Oh, he's definitely heard that rumor. I, I definitely think it's broken. Thank you, Bob, for
2: confirming that. Of course, Kevin.
1: So, who, who do you say is going to take home third place?
0: Third place? Um, well, I've been known to peak early, so the fact that I won last year probably means I will not win again. Um. So, third place is, I'd say, good for me.
1: Good for you? Okay. Hey. Hockey! You're going to place! He is definitely going to place. I think I put you in one of my rankings. I'm not sure we did that earlier.
2: I sh- yeah, I sure put him in mine, I think.
1: You were definitely in our top three, so. We are looking forward to seeing you play. yes.
2: We're doing brackets
1: now. Yes, we are. Um, so, Kevin, I got one more question for you here. Um, you know, it's rumored that uh, Eric Blades is going to play. Are you familiar with Eric Blades?
0: I am. Um, the karate master himself.
1: He is the karate master. Now, how do you think he's going to fare up with people who have been playing for a couple of years now? Well,
0: see, when you train um, people to punch i would imagine you have a lot of arm strength however i don't know if he does a lot of throwing in his daytime job so it'll be interesting to see if eric will uh, come out and bring the heat if you will
1: i'm definitely looking forward to it I, I i have to say he might just karate chop a victory here
0: yes we shall see
1: all right Kevin. i'm gonna let you go but would you like to say anything to anybody listening uh this is now's your time
0: Yes, uh, no, just it is very important. Don't give up. Uh, your boy almost gave up last year. And uh, through the pers- perseverance of his friend, you know, he decided to give it a shot. So, and and obviously becoming the winner. Um, I want to thank all my competitors coming up. Uh, best of luck to you all. Best of luck to Austin Goods Hand. Best of luck to Roy Keith-cock. Uh Bless you all.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Kevin,
2: Bob, one more time. Please send over that autographed disc for my daughter. Uh, she'd really appreciate it. His daughter is sexy. Uh, oh,
0: she is. She's very sexy. Yes, I sent that in the mail um, back mm, last Christmas. Um, if you didn't get it, it I might have accidentally sent it to Red So So, um,
1: sorry. Definitely a loss for his 8-year-old daughter. Not a problem. <laughs> All right, Kevin, we're going to let you go now. So thanks for joining the call. We look forward to seeing you at the 2020 Pearl Cat Classic, and best of luck to you. Best of luck.
0: Yes. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Harry.
1: Alright, to wrap
2: it up here, uh polecat classic 2020 will it happen on june 6 we
1: don't know that's the big question will it be answered i mean we've talked to a competitor you've heard about the new competitors coming up i'm excited to see the work that they're going to put into it this year i'm excited to see the victories the tears the sweat that's going to come out of this year i'm stoked i can't wait all right if you're staying tuned up next we got kyle larson saying <laughs> on tv now he said what he said, <laughs> <nine> he said, <laughs> said <laughs> so that's coming up next stay tuned